This podcast is sponsored by CDO Group, the industry leader providing a full range of construction and project management services. CDO Group has managed thousands of projects in all 50 states. Their group of experts provide systems, processes, and procedures to make sure that your projects turn over on time and on budget every single time. With over 24 years of experience, CDO Group is the industry's leader in construction management and general contracting services. To find them, go to cdogroup.com. Hi, and welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name's Anthony Montategi, and I'm here to inspire people to find amazing careers in the construction development world. If you like our podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really like our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Welcome to the Future of Development Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montategi, and today I'm joined by Hans and Brian from over at V-Rex. Their new technology is really helping people be able to immerse themselves into a 3D model, no matter where you are in the world, jumping into it together and collaborating like we've never done before. Their technology is one of a kind. You guys are going to love this show. Let's welcome Brian and Hans to the show. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. We're excited about having you on today. I know you guys are both busy, but uh, before we jump into this, I want everybody to get to know who you guys are. A little bit about you and how you got to the company. Very excited to be here. Uh, thank you so much, Anthony. Uh, love your show. I've been a, been a listener for a while and uh, really like the stories you bring up. Uh, I share your uh, love for technology uh, in the construction industry. And uh, that's what brought me into uh, the business where I'm at. Um, I come uh, have a strong background from the collaboration industry, bringing uh, Norwegian companies out into the world uh, just in time to handle the pandemic. So uh, that's uh, something that I'm really proud of. Um, I came to find Verex because they, they are uh, such passionate, enthusiastic people. They, uh, they know uh, their skill set. They, they have um, such in-depth knowledge of VR and how it can be utilized and um, so um, when I got the opportunity to join the team, uh, I just had to jump on it. So uh, I'm very glad to be here today. And I have my uh, colleague with me, Brian. Brian, you may introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Brian Jenkins. Um, I head up sales here in North America for the B-Rex team. I, you know, started on the job site as a, as a child and the son of a uh, builder in New England. And so, you know, I've seen firsthand just, you know, some of the challenges that take place coordinating a job site, uh, fast forward a couple decades and, uh, you know, a, uh, a stint in software, you know, sales at different various startups and then a focus in the construction industry. And then, you know, with a particular focus in VR over the last, you know, five years or so. And ultimately, you know, where I'm focused is, on how we can take sort of cutting edge, bleeding edge technology and getting it, getting it out to the, you know, the folks in the field or the folks in the office to uh, really utilize it and, and really take advantage of it. Um, and I found these folks um, just through my network and just sort of understanding the, the space and, you know, uh, learning more about their product. Uh, I actually reached out to uh, Runa, who's the, the co-founder. I was like, hey, there's a mutual interest here in Overlap. And then it just sort of uh, fell into place naturally. You know, it's, it's amazing. You know, as, as we go through our construction careers, I mean, I've never had a conversation with anybody that's in technology for construction that doesn't know that construction is so ripe for the growth, right? We are, we are all tired 
part of being cavemen in this business. And, uh, you know, all this great technology is available to the world. Now, as we start to apply it to construction and watching, you know, your, your, when I, when I saw your saw, when I saw your program, when I saw your product and being able to collaborate inside of a 3d model, I thought to myself, this is, this is, you've moved the pendulum a million miles, right? To be able to, and it's not just that I can be anywhere and we all together can be inside the same model. That is, you know, that's, that's changing things, right? I thought at first it was great to be able to be everybody to be on a zoom call. Great. And we could talk about something. I could put a 2d picture up, right? That that was kind of fun, but now to be able to be inside the 3d model, that was legendary. Yeah. So from, from my perspective, it's, we're, we're bringing together, you know, three three worlds yeah so vr you know it it's such an amazing tool to shift perspectives and and provide insight in uh in the complex 3d models and the digital uh, collaboration that we've come so familiar with over the last two years it's an incredible uh, has an incredible ability to bring people together from everywhere in the world as you say anthony and uh, with minimum effort no time consume and a low CO2 footprint. And, and the 3D models, they are the perfect tool to share the complexity of a, of a, of a complex uh, product, complex information. If it's a planned project or, or a project in a remote location. And I wanna talk more about this later, but I envision a future where you, you can get your resources in to, to work inside the model from anywhere in the world. Uh, expertise to the uh, challenge that, that you face on your in your project in your model and of course you share then the model with the people on the ground on a continuous basis day by day give them the right tasks at the right time and uh, have a much more efficient uh, job site for every project no, I, I think that's amazing right so you know what you're talking about is really what the biggest problem in our business is, right? Our biggest problem is, you know, starting from design and communicating to the customer uh, and the team what we're what we're doing here, what we want to do, right? So they can see it. You know, on two D drawings, you know, here you and I, the three of us, can go look at a two D drawing, and we and we can because of experience we can do it. But you know, the 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 owner of a of a business or a company. Uh, when we show them 2D drawings, it's really, really difficult. Even if we take 2D drawings and we color them up, right, and they get a little bit of a, a that's that's. But to get the ratios and aspects and really be able to feel what that space looks like, it's still even difficult there because you know, I, you know we, we were talking to folks. Uh, you know, nine percent of all construction projects, uh, nine nine percent of all the things that are removed from a construction project are brand new. Right, we go through all kinds of, and just the impact of that across the the world on a daily basis on redoing projects, moving stuff that's not right, you know, stuff that we don't really get until it's in a in a three D environment, you know, when it's built, and now someone goes, yeah, I need that on the other side of the room, and the amount of work that it takes to rip that out and do something different over there, the cost, the schedule, the impact uh, to the job site, the impact to the morale, right? I mean, people have worked really hard to build that. Now you're ripping that out and you're looking like, oh my God. Okay. All right. All right. We'll we'll do it again. And, uh, you know, just all of that impacts us dramatically, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so just imagine a a workplace where you you start your day in, in the virtual model so that you understand the building project today and for the next day and for the weeks to come. Then you, you will avoid these mistakes. 
Uh, I've heard you talk about uh, you need a good gunslinger on each project, somebody that can uh, like uh, throw the bullets uh, at the right uh, right time and, and really shoot on target. And if you have the right gunslinger on the project, the project uh, ends up on time and the cost and everything works well. But if, uh, if the gunslinger is shot, then the project is out. So uh, you need a good gunslinger on each project. But imagine putting the gunslinger in the model in a central location. Then you can uh, multiply that gunslinger tenfold, hundredsfold. He, he can be, be involved in so many more projects than uh, on being on one specific site. So technology is about bringing people together, different trades, different competencies, the young guys that can uh, really thrive in technology, the old guys that can come in with their knowledge, understand the model with the 3D goggles, and uh, and you get better building projects. I want to back up just a little bit so our audience really gets to understand your product, right? Because I, I, we're talking about VR, and I really want them to get uh, VREX and, and what VREX does. So so that, you know, and, and we'll get into all where, where it's going to do and all this stuff that's changing. But I think I want the audience to understand having VREX, what does that do? And let's just talk a little bit about your product. Yeah, in broad strokes, VREX is going to be uh, sort of a BIM to VR collaborative platform. So whatever native BIM environment that you're currently working in, you're really going to be able to take those 3D models and bring them into VR in a matter of seconds or minutes. Um, this has a lot of implications in that if you do want to create VR experiences, otherwise that's a really costly endeavor, right? So you have to hire somebody in-house or you have to hire an outside consultant, et cetera. Um, so when you use a tool like VREX, it's, um, you know, either there's workflows from Revit or from Navisworks or from whatever you're familiar with to get it into our solution very, very quickly, simply and easily. And then while you're in this virtual environment, you're able to share that with others, similar to a Teams or a Zoom meeting that you're familiar with. You have an avatar and you have a whole suite of tools that are going to allow you to interact with that model in a way that you are familiar with uh, when you're doing typical design reviews now. Um, so, you know, what we see most often is that people are doing design review meetings um, either over Zoom or in person by sharing their Navisworks on their screen and kind of walking through issues that way. Uh, it's a pretty impersonal um, experience. I think we all have a, a fair amount of Zoom fatigue, so to speak. So when you use a tool like B-Rex, either on your desktop or in VR, you can invite folks to collaborate in those sessions, um, mark things up, pull measurements, inspect elements with um, BIM metadata that's associated with it. And then um, prior to the meeting, you can set up an agenda with all of your different issues that you wanna talk and walk through. Um, and then also as you do go through this meeting, you're gonna find other issues uh, that maybe Navisworks didn't pick up as a clash. And, you know, it's an issue that it, that's in the model that didn't come through in your clash detection. Uh, you simply, you know, flag those elements or basically um, create an issue with those elements, um, name them, add comments to them, mark them up, and then that will round trip back into your issue tracking software or your issue tracking workflows. So, so, so let me just get, so everybody gets this. So just like a Zoom meeting, 
right? Where you're, you're looking at people in 2D, you're, you're looking at your group, which is great. You get a little bit of personality, but now you're going into the project in 3D, right? So no matter where they are at, they, they're, they're, we're collaborating inside the model. So I, I, I mean, I think that's a piece that's the really revolutionary piece. It, it's that not are we just all looking at a 2D, you know, even a, even a 3D image on a 2D screen, right? Where you, you kind of get something and you get, you get a little bit of it. Now you're actually all inside the model themselves and inside the model. Now you have an avatar, right? I, I was looking at the avatars and they're kind of funny. They got the little guys with the hard hats and you kind of see where they are at a, in, in the, in the 3d model. And you can kind of get perspective of where they're looking from and they're, they're, they're now uh, interacting in that, in that 3d model, as opposed to someone driving it and you, and you taking it just uh Let's uh, see what they're showing you. We have had site visits with uh, people bringing 100 uh, people on board into the model, roaming around, uh, doing a virtual site visit, like a grand opening of a building long before it is uh, even uh, before you have put a shovel in the ground. So uh, they do virtual site visits, ro roam around in the building, uh, have a look uh, at how it feels. And um, people uh, get lost in the building. And by a touch of a button, you can get everybody uh, crowded up together and you can uh, go through specific issues. Where, where did so, Anthony go? Where, where's Anthony yeah. at? He, oh, look at yeah. him. Like, get back over here. Boom. You gotta, I, I, yeah. I, need that, I need that for my kids. All right. Hey, where's yeah. the kids at? Come here, come here. Get back over here. And little button where I can stick them all, pull them all back like on a leash. Uh, that's a lot of us. So yeah. now we got a group of people uh, and, yeah. and, we, and we can get them back together to pay attention to a certain point, but they also can free flow and go around and check out as they want. But then as something's important or we want to gather and get someone there, we can pull them all back to a certain point. Yeah, exactly right. right. And um, you hit on something important earlier, Anthony, in that, you know, there's a lot of folks who are familiar with 2D. Uh, and then you have a lot of folks that are, you know, involved in this project that maybe aren't all that familiar with 3D on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, so, you know, your BIM specialist or your VDC guy uh, or gal, like they're going to be able to understand 3D models on a 2D screen because they've done it a million times. Right. Whereas if you're working with potentially a superintendent or a trade partner or an owner uh, or an outside consultant who isn't working with 3D every day, when they look at 3D on a 2D screen, it doesn't translate the same way that it does to somebody who works with 3D day in and day out. So um, innately, VR becomes a medium that is highly effective at translating the design intent um, behind that model initially uh, in a way that no other medium is able to do. I think it's, you know, it's awesome. You know, not just you see it in the design intent, right? So now we are really looking and feeling uh, the space by looking around it and really get a sense of, of the size and spatial, the spatialness of it. And now as we move forward on, on, and we get under construction, you know, being able to, you know, the thing that we're always talking about is how do we paint the picture, right? When we communicate to the owner, what our schedule is going to look like here, when we walk in and go, look, this week, we're going to work on this and we can walk them in and here's what you can, here's what you plan on seeing this week. We got a boilers going in over here. We've got this over on this floor and being able to walk around and really communicate a schedule in a whole nother environment, right? Imagine a weekly update report where, where you're actually showing them in the 3D model what our plans are for next week. At the same time, as sub, before subs even get there, 
we're able to get them into a space where they can see the project and know that, all right, look, here's what you're going to be working on in a much different way than they had ever saw before. You know, me verbalizing, hey, you're going to work on third floor boiler. That's one, one step. But as I can walk them through the building, here's where you're going to park your truck. Here's how you're going to transition through the building. Here's our construction lift, right? Here's where we go, go in and out of the space. It communicates a, such a different way of looking at it. Now think about the imagination of the, of the, of the employees. They can access the building in a different way. And we, we're painting a much clearer picture as to what we want done uh, as we get into construction. That's right. And uh, in the next stage, it will be self-service, of course. So, so you, just, you just throw a link out to, uh, to, to the entrepreneur uh, and he will uh, have a look and just go through the issue list and be beamed directly into uh, where he will work tomorrow, the day after. And, uh, and the next day. You know, I think that thing, this, that, this, that uh, glaze over the issue list, right? I think that's another part about your product that's really amazing is that as we're inside the 3D model, we're actually creating live live issue lists that we can create, you know, it's the spots where we're working on and go, all right, look, I'd like to go back and address this when we get where we're out of here. So we have li- actual lists that we're putting together that are collaborative together. And we're looking at the same item, creating an issue list so that, when we go back to describe that issue, we all know what you're talking about because that's yeah, always a problem. This, this is super important because, you know, up until, you know, pretty recently, a lot of VR experiences end up being sort of a dead end experience, right? And so people get into the model, they have all these amazing uh, sort of conclusions that they come to or all these, you know, um, issues that they're able to find or things that they want to address later. But it ends up being somewhat fleeting because, you know, they're onto the next one while they're in VR and then they take off their headset and they're like, oh man, what did I just see? And it's hard to recall all of that, especially with any level of detail. So all you simply do is while you're in VR is basically whatever you're looking at, you take a screenshot of it and you can use a voice to text note to title it and to add comments. Uh, and all your markups will live there within that issue. Uh, and then we have some really amazing uh, integrations with um, different issue tracking platforms that that really is uh, the, the proper way to sort of round ship this information. But otherwise you can still add comments and uh, anyone can sort of add comments and take a look at these issues at any time, whether you're in that meeting together or not, it's sort of a living, breathing environment, um, depending on what level of access you give your, your guests or your users. Nice. So each each user gets a different level of guests, as and, and with that different access, gives them different rights to uh, make whatever whatever uh, uh, notes or changes or whatever we're going to do with, with exactly. People. So if you're like a project member, you're going to be able to jump into that file at any moment, and you know they're going to be able to edit however they they see fit. But for instance, let's say you were working with an owner and you didn't want the, to necessarily give them the the full reins. Uh, you just give them guest access. They just get a a, a meeting code. They pump you know, punch that in and then they can go in and see these issues and make any issues that they may see. And then you can revoke that, you know, meeting code when you see fit. I'll, I'll take that back. Uh, let's take that, <laughs> let's take that access right back right now. You know, um, so as this is a really important part, right? I, one of the biggest problems we have with technology is the integration into a team, right? I've, I've seen more projects get derailed because people have this like, uh, you know, it, it's either in the office or it's in the field, 
I, I, you know, there's this kind of like blockage to some, by the way, here, it starts with me, right? Every time <laughs> Apple updates my iPhone, I'm like, what? Right. And then a week later I, I, I get excited about it because I, I like it. But at first I have this like hesitation because I just figured out the last update they have. And now you're going to put something new on me. And I don't want to look, you know, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, so there's this little bit of hesitation with new technology. So as VRex gets, gets into a company and we want to bring a team on board, right? We're, 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 what level of people can we do this with and what do they need to come on board with, with VREX? You're pinpointing a, a very important issue here. And uh, that is one of the main reasons why we have partnered up with HP uh, lately. HP from Hewlett Packard. Uh, they have, uh, yeah, everybody knows they have a broad range of products and, and, a, and a lot of trust in, uh, in the business world in particular. So uh, VR is commonly known as something that just kids play with, uh, especially the guys down in their uh, play cakes doing uh, games all night long. So uh, there is a big hurdle, actually, to, to get it into the business environment. And, and that's where HP will help. Uh, their uh, headsets are, are much more business-grade than the traditional headsets, where you need... Uh, an account with uh, some social media company or, uh, or or some gaming equipment on your computer to make it work. But with HP and VREX, it's a, it's a perfect bundle and ready to go. So uh, that will take care of one hurdle. And, um, and then I think it's uh, recommendable to think that VR is something we use to get the people that aren't 3D experts into the equation. So uh, the, the different tradesmen, uh, the guys out on the field that, that have the experience and uh, that, that, can, that are used to walking around, inspecting a work site early in the morning, late at night, uh, making the task list. They can do the same in the 3D model. So hold on, you're gonna get the cavemen in the field Right, you're gonna get them. I mean, look, I remember when I couldn't get them to get a fax machine on a job site. I was begging people yeah. to have a please, please have. I, I write in their subcontract. You have to have a fax machine, right? And then, no. and then our, our tech people said, no, 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 no. We have to go to laptops. I'm like, they're, ne they're you, what are you talking? Yeah. About? You're never gonna get them to get laptops on a job site. There's just no yeah. way the job site. Yeah. No way they're not gonna spend the money and they're gonna break and they're no one's gonna have them out yeah. there. So how do you yeah. get them out? So what, what's what's the how do you get it out there? Yeah, you hold them under your head and then you put the goggles on. Yeah. So hold <laughs> no, them down, put a set of goggles yeah. on them and go, now look. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it is actually almost like that. I, I have a good example about plumbers. We uh, we took our equipment out to a work site uh, and uh, a plumber just laughed at us. So that, that's toys. That's uh, that's something that my, my kid plays with. Uh, oh, give us a moment. Just give us a moment. I, I, I'll show you where you will work in six months from now. It took him three seconds to put the goggles on. And when they said, what? Who put the boilers there? Behind all the, all the pipes. Whenever a boiler needs maintenance, I have to tear down the pipes and, and, and do the whole work over again. And, and the maintenance period for those boilers is seven years. So... Uh, what is this? And then he turned around and what? And who put the ventilation uh, right over the sink? This just doesn't work. And 
he had been in the model for 15 seconds and he was convinced. And he actually saved that project for $100,000 in rebuilds. So, and, and not if it had gone all the way to, uh, to hand over all the legal fees and all the misgruntled owners, it would be terrible. So, and there are so many examples of this. We have had uh, uh, superintendents that have been trained on Solibri or other uh, applications for, for years, and they never implemented in the daily use. But when they got the headset on and the task list inside the model, it was, it was just like doing it the old-fashioned way, working, walking around the job site, writing down your issues uh, and, uh, have, and discussing them uh, in the next uh, status meeting. It is a hurdle, but once you're in there, people are easily convinced. Now, I, I, I think it all goes back to, you know, for me, my hesitation is the first time I couldn't figure out how to log on. Like, like on anything right here, by, by the way, it's usually password related. Cause I can't figure, I never remember right? the only person that gets locked out of anything or gets protected mm -hmm. from the password is me. I can't figure out, I can't remember. Was it the password from this one or the password from the last one or the password from the last two ones when they made me change my path. So usually that just gets, it triggers me, right? I'm afraid I'm not going to remember something. And once I get over all right, I can. I, I now have figured out how to save passwords, right? There's a, a place I put them, and I, I kind of have access to them. And I remember I don't have to remember every password, so I can I can create a list. And once I got past certain, you know, it's like these little hurdles that keep stopping us from progressing, right? We I make up every time I go someplace new that I'm not going to remember my password. Like literally, it's like a. I don't know the I don't know, some sort of psychological problem that comes up. Well, we can bring on some therapists on here to tell me more why it happens. But somewhere I get this like block that I'm not going to remember my password. And the truth is, I, I I get through it. And once I go, all right, I, I, I go to the page where I keep my passwords. I pull them up. Ah. And then I, I then I remember every every single time I get a new password, I always go back there because now I just don't want to ever forget that. Because I, I found out how easy it is to do that, and now it, it becomes easy. So once it, once I get through the hurdle that this is going to be some some monumental task to log on and get in, and I'm in here and I can see the value of that, just like you're talking about with this plumber being able to see the real value of, hey, look, I'm going to save you hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, by yeah by being able to see this before we start construction, before we start ordering this stuff. And, uh, you know, it just, it brings a whole nother level of collaboration from the designer in the office to the field, field uh, uh, executioner, or the, you know, the person that's executing out in the field. And the entire team is now yeah. collaborating yeah. in a much easier way. Cause I don't, they don't have to go anywhere. They can do it from where they're at. That was always mm -hmm. a problem is I didn't have time to go to your job site or your office to sit down now V-Rex has me be wherever they, look, you want to log on from a job, say stop at lunch break. You can log on to V-Rex and we can, we can do this together. Yeah. Now I've got That's right. a whole nother way of doing this uh, in collaboration. Yeah. I mean, so just to kind of walk you through the process and kind of bring it back to real life. So you're going to, you're going to have somebody, you know, on your team that, you know, is usually typically like a, a BIM specialist or a BIM manager uh, or a VDC engineer, et cetera. Um, and they're sort of going to, you know, be the main person connecting VREX to your BIM workflows and creating these environments, right? Um, that's all really pretty dead simple, but that's, you know, sort of the biggest hurdle is getting somebody in-house who's up to speed with how to make that happen. Um, again, 
really pretty easy in general. But then once you have that person, they're going to be able to invite people to projects just through the the web UI, really simply by just adding an email address. Um, at, at which point you'll be prompted in your email. Like, so if I, let's say, Anthony, I invite you to a project, it'll say, you know, you've been added to this VREX project and you go and you click it. Uh, if you don't have the software, you know, installed, then it'll prompt you to do so. And off you go. And then now you're, you know, you're in this project and you're going to be able to access um, that simply and easily. Um, one thing that's really important is that um, for folks who don't have a VR headset, they can access it through our uh, laptop mode or desktop mode. And um, that will run on essentially any old office PC. Um, so you don't need a, a high spec machine in order to run that experience as well. So it's really easy to enable pretty much everyone on the project with just a couple of quick clicks. And then for those folks who aren't BIM specialists and who don't understand those workflows and, you know, they're much better at, you know, installing, you know, piping as opposed to, you know, installing software, um, they're going to be able to just sort of have a, uh, you know, one click experience to be able to get things up and running. I love that, right? A one-click experience. That's here. That's what I need. Yeah, I want a one-click experience. You know, and having someone on the team and you know really setting that up. I think that's the that's the joy of it, right? Because usually, uh, you know, uh, by the time it gets to our group, uh, you know, we're general contractors. We're we're not the specialists in this, but I love being invited to that those type of meetings where we can collaborate with the design team, so we can really give some great input. And I think that's the that's the future of our game. You know, the uh, the part of us where we all worked in these little silos and we didn't capture or collaborate together. You know, that ultimately costs us all money, time, and brain damage. Right. The, the, the more that I can bring a team together and really create a team that trusts and builds clarity and vision, and we can see what's going on here, the clearer I can do that, you know, in, uh, it, you know, really brings our team in a, in a much, a much broader, broader way. Now with uh, V-Rex, that's one of the products you guys have. Talk about you guys all together. What's, what's some of the other stuff that uh, V-Rex does? Uh, V-Rex is our primary offering at this current moment. Um, it is, you know, our, our main product and our main focus. Um, you know, I think that, delivering a product uh to do what we're what we're accomplishing now and what we intend to accomplish in the future uh does take you know a pretty high level of focus uh from the team you know and so diversifying into other products that you know hans probably has more insight into that but what i can say is that uh, vrx isn't only focusing on uh, the construction industry this is of course a tool that can be applied across all industries where you have uh, 3D models, point scans, or uh, yeah, any kind of uh, valuable 3D data that you want to collaborate around. So uh, we are working with other industries uh, as well, and, and we have um, we are the, we have the broadest feature set or uh, set of supported formats to import models uh, in the industry. So you can uh, import uh, uh, all the equipment that you need inside a factory. You BIM up the factory in a, in a BIM model, and then you fill it with all the equipment uh, that you need. And, and then you have the perfect digital twin or uh, digital uh, organism that you can work with uh, and do changes to and see what if we uh, change the workflow of this equipment here and 
uh, have the trucks uh, come in here and out there instead. And you can do all these kind of uh, modeling inside VREX and talk about it uh, with experts coming in from around the world. So that's why some of the largest industry companies also uh, use this. Uh, yeah, they to echo, new factories. To, to echo that, you know, uh, you know, BIM isn't just uh, you know silo to construction. Uh, you know, as Hans mentioned, like we have folks that are in you know food processing, in pharmaceuticals, in uh, metal medical device manufacturing. Um, you know, the energy sector, uh, obviously vertical construction. You know data centers, that kind of stuff too. But, you know, it really does run a huge gamut, you know, as BIM does, you know? So basically we're as far reaching as, as BIM is. That's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. So as you take a point cloud uh, image, uh, you know, uh, BIM models, uh, as you take those things and, and what, where the platform is, if, if it's healthcare, uh, how about safety? How does it uh, impact safety uh, and the benefits of safety? The way point scans are, are used in uh, modern uh, work sites today uh, is a perfect example. So you have, uh, have a scanning uh, process going around on a daily basis, uh, scanning the work site and see where equipment is uh, and materials are put. And, and sometimes, uh, they are put in the wrong place and are uh, health, uh, health hazards for, for the work site or are uh, impacting the logistics of, uh, of the work coming in uh, the next day. So doing, having these points guides on a continuous basis and viewing them together uh, inside VRX makes perfect sense to uh, decrease uh, or increase safety uh, in any project. Another interesting safety application is uh, particularly in the energy field and offshore sites. So, you know, before you, you know, throw somebody on a helicopter out into, you know, a couple hundred miles off into the middle of the ocean, uh, it's wise to get them into that, you know, into that digital twin environment virtually. Um, so that way, before they go and perform any maintenance or any installation they need to perform, they can actually be in the space first and understand, hey, do I need to tie off here? Do I need to get a ladder here? Like, what is the actual steps and processes that we need to to do to make sure that we're safe? And VR really provides the the perfect environment for that. You know, I, I think it's really amazing. To me, I see this uh, this this whole communication piece, uh, really a collaboration, really creating a future that has uh, paints the picture. You know, our, our number one uh, issue we have is how well our project managers and superintendents can paint the picture for the clients and the subcontractors that work for us, right? How do we paint that picture of what we want done, what's been done, where we're gonna, what we're gonna get done, kind of, and where we are in that process. And as as we get tools that collaborate much, much clearer, right? Like this, where we can be in space and, and look at it and go, all right, great. Here's what we're gonna work on here. And then the subcontractor can go back and figure any of the issues that might, might impact us there. Before we ever even pick up a wrench or before we pick up a, a hammer and uh, we're, we're working on a job site, it just gives us all, it gives us all a much clearer vision of the work that needs to happen. And I can see a future where this is also reporting back to us. And as we continue to develop this technology, you know, I, I often say we're on the, on this, on this precipice of, of amazing growth. You know, uh, uh, we are today where the bag phone was to the cell phone, 
uh, you know, in the original days, right? We're in the beginning stages of something really, I mean, here, this is an advanced product, right? This, this product is an advanced product, but I can even imagine as you guys continue to, to grow and, and your development, your, your team has, has got something very special. And as you, as you continue to grow, we, we want you to, we, we want to hear about that. We want to, our, our team and our, our audience wants to hear about uh, all the progress that you're making uh, as you develop these things. Uh, you know, yeah. what do you guys see in the, in the next uh, few months or few years coming up? Yeah, I see that there's um, a lot of learning will happen uh, in utilizing these tools. Because the, the best we can do is is try to digitalize something that we have done in the past and, and, and use new tools and get more efficient about it. Uh, and typically, you have weekly status meetings. There's no reason to, to having them weekly. It, it, it can happen instantly. Just the right people meeting at the right time in the model, continuously uh, shifting. There, there's no necessity for it to be on Friday at two o'clock. You can jump in and do it whenever you want. Have an iterative process, like you're used to uh, chatting with people on Slack or, or uh, whatever applications uh, you're used that have increased the efficiency of uh, how people collaborate that that same way of working uh, will come in inside the 3d model as well so um, and that of course opens up for creating much more complex uh, models uh, much more valuable models uh, i also see more sharing of the models so uh, ownership of the model will be clearly defined but some people will take and, and yeah, an open source approach to this and uh, say, yeah, this was a public building. The public should own the model as well. So you can go and pick parts from that model and use it as examples for, uh, for your own project. Imagine public housing projects funded by the state. The models should be public. So if it's funded public, the models should be public for everybody to use, accelerate and create more better uh, buildings. Uh, so uh, that's one, one way. And, and also all the information, all the different information sources that we have on the building site or in, in different kinds of projects, it will all come together. And, but, you, but you need to understand uh, the information and you need to collaborate around it. So uh, it, it's about bringing people together, making them understand the information, sharing their uh, ideas, insights, and knowledge, making decisions. You know, the Chinese are, are the best. Sometimes I know our developers get really, really kind of, uh, excuse the word, pissy about <laughs> their their borrowing of, 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 of our technology, right? They kind of borrow it, right? Uh, uh, quote, yeah. quote unquote, and and then they 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 build off of what we are the work we've done, right? And there's a lot of oh, yeah. we we get a lot of snooty uh, uh, developers around here that uh, hey, I, you know, they took our, that's ours, and and they don't think of it that way. They think of it as why go reinvent the wheel? Why not just take what's already been learned and grow from there? Now this open sourcing is you know, what you're talking about is really the way to advance much faster, right? The when I when I stop acting like I own this and, and this is and I'm not sharing this with you and I start to now you know the, the problem is you know I want to get paid for this, right? At the end of the time, I, I we put a lot of work and a lot of effort in this, and uh, sometimes 
we get short sighted and uh, trying to figure out how to how to do both, right? How to how to yeah. develop develop quickly. And there's that complexity of I've got to make a buck on it, or I can't pay. The, I you know I can't continue to grow like this if I don't make a buck on it. You know, it, it takes yeah. a lot to put these teams together. Um, you know, even the, the best charities that my wife and I work on, we've got to raise funds. And yeah. that's the hardest thing we do with these charities is, you know, we, we, we go to, we go to do work on them and, you know, I've, I've pimped out more of my friends for dollars for pro projects. And we, we look at the charities and now the first thing we do is find ways to make, we have to make funds for them and create yeah. revenue for the, for the charity so that, you know, it's, it's an ongoing, cause it doesn't do us much good if we build something and, you know, V-Rex can't, can't just, they're not a charity. They, they need funds to grow. And uh, what you're up to is changing the construction world. And as yeah. the, the brands and the companies that are out there that can take this technology and really speak to their clients in a whole different way, as they can speak to their subcontractors in a whole nother way, you know, you can really see how this is going to save millions and millions of dollars. I mean, mm -hmm. millions and millions of pounds of waste, uh, you know, carbon footprint, uh, that's really affecting our planet and really make those ginormous steps in being so much more efficient, uh, you know, especially as what we need, uh, you know, we need construction to move faster. What's coming at us uh, is an enormous clip. You know, this business uh, is not going anywhere. In fact, uh, my predictions are that, you know, with all the people we talk to, we are going to accelerate. It's the need for development uh, in the coming years is going to accelerate. Just just the number of people on the planet, the number of projects that are available, the number of areas that we're growing in, it is all accelerating, accelerating at an amazing space. So having tools that do that in a cost-effective manner like this, you know, yeah. uh, saving airplane tickets and, and, and waste and all the stuff that goes along that, uh, I think is really, really impactful. Well, guys, I, I got to tell you, I've loved having you on. I, uh, every time you come up with a new product, Hans and, and Brian, please here, you got to come back to the show and show off your new goods. Cause you know, when, when Eric and Megan came in the office and told me about this and I went and saw the little avatar guys, I was like, this is it. This is the awesome uh, stuff that I'm talking about. The places where we're, we're seeing leapfrogs in growth in our business. So, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show and I really have enjoyed, uh, you know, dancing with the thought of this and, and really looking at how you've, you've progressed the business and uh, want to continue to show off your products as you guys make those advances. It's been a great pleasure to be here talking to you, Ashley. And uh, as I uh, told you uh, in the intro, I listen to your show and uh, you bring on uh, the most innovative technology. <laughs> I'm really proud to be part of it. So thank you, Anthony. Thanks, Hans. Thanks very much. Yeah. And just to echo that, thank you so much for, for having us on. It's been an awesome conversation and um, yeah, much, much and greatly appreciated. Thanks, Brian. And uh, guys, uh, and audience, you know, again, uh, you know, we get uh, how we keep doing these great shows is by you guys liking and subscribing. So please take a second right now and like and subscribe to the show. Uh, that's how we keep putting on this great uh, uh, product out there is uh, when you guys like and subscribe. So thanks for being a listener, guys. Thanks for being on the show. And we look forward to having you on again. Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Montategi. Always looking for people to bring insight into the industry. Finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share it with your friends.